G'day, humans. What's good work? Chris Funder here with Fruity Socks for another edition of Wrestling Old Style. This time talking Fallout Down Under. Alex, what is your Australian choice this month? I chose uh, AWF. What was the name of it? The Black Back in Blacktown from 1999 in July. Any particular reason why you chose this event from Australasian Wrestling Federation? Uh, it's like the oldest like Aussie indie show I could find on the web, so I was just curious. Yeah, the, the oldest of sort of the, the modern era of Aussie wrestling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I wanted to see what it looked like, and boy, oh boy, did it look like how you would expect it to look like. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this coming to us from the 29th of July, 1999, Blacktown Civic Centre uh, in Blacktown, Greater Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. Okay, so off the top, you know, late 90s, I'm thinking, okay, this will be sort of your run-of-the-mill sort of indie show. And to open the show, you know, they've got a camera there panning around the crowd. The crowd's all waving, sort of cheering before the, the start of the match. And I'm going, okay, you know, they got a camera ringside. This will be pretty good footage. And then the camera is sort of catching the um, first two people make their entrance. And then the cameraman just proceeds to stand behind this ring post for every match. Mm-hmm. And he's not standing. He's like, he must be in a seat because it's a terrible angle. It's looking up into the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Horrible shit. This was hard to watch. Admittedly, I watched this in like uh, every few minutes. I would skip a little bit. <laughs> yeah. This is only an hour and a half of um, the taping itself. And, yeah, I think the guy should have just moved. If you're going to sit down, move your chair across into the entranceway and sit there then. Yeah. Um, they also had live commentary, like, through the PA system that was practically impossible to hear for most of this event. Yeah, that was horrible. I could, like, at one point I could hear the commentary, like, egging the crowd on to chant, suck it. Yeah, during the first match. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah. Um, so should we get down to the uh, matches themselves here? Yeah, let's do it. So first match is Brian Canyon versus Flex Power. Yeah. Um, Brian Cannon. Uh, yeah. Um, very stereotypical indie wrestler looking dudes yeah but sort of power what, plant looking guys i guess yeah like flex power that was that massive jacked up dude wasn't it yeah 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 that was interesting you kind of wouldn't expect to see a physique like that on the indie scene these days no no, I suppose the only one who's sort of like that's Mikey Broderick. Yeah, but even then, he's more shredded than he is jacked. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, this dude was just like built like a 
Scott Steiner style sort of just muscles on muscles. It was ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Um the the match itself, all these matches are very short. This goes eight minutes with Brian Cannon winning due to disqualification from outside interference of Jason Helton. Yes. So following that match, we go straight into a Jason Helton promo in the ring. I didn't catch much of this. I found this hard to listen to. Yeah, so uh, I did a little bit of research on Jason Helton because I heard I could hear that he didn't have an Australian accent. So I was like, oh, I wonder who this dude is. Jason Helton was trained in Stu Hart's dungeon by Stu and Bruce Hart. Wow. Um, notable things he's done in the wrestling business. He was a job guy in the WWF in the early 90s. The Undertaker defeated Jason Helton in front of 20,000 fans in Winnipeg once. Um. Jason Helton helped Yokozuna train for his debut in the WWF. So there's oh. an interesting factoid. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, Yokozuna beat Jason Helton in Yokozuna's first ever WWF match. That sort of makes sense. Uh, Jason Helton had a stint in ECW in 96. What? Yeah. Um, uh, Jason Helton uh, is friends with Chris Jericho, who helped him get into ECW. Uh, Mid-1996, this was an interesting little factoid. Yeah. Taz defeated Jason Helton. When Taz botched a suplex and broke Jason Helton's neck. Ooh. Uh, Jason Helton never wrestled in ACW again after that and held a grudge on Taz for some time, obviously. And then he moved to Sydney. (laughs) Wow. I suppose better to get away from him, I guess. And he just... Stayed there for the longest time. Um, like wrestling for the AWF up until as late as 2007. Wow, so almost 10 years in this company. From show yeah. two. Yeah, um, no one super notable on this. I <laughs> uh, had matches against Havoc, which we know from... Riot City Wrestling, uh, matches with Jag, so. Oh, wow. Um, besides that, I don't really recognize anyone. Oh, Lobo. Um, yeah, not really anyone else I'm super familiar with. Uh, Cremator, there you go. The Cremator. Cremator uh, from uh, early MCW. Yeah, yeah, Cremator. Uh, I met him once. He's a really nice guy. Huge dude. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, there was a dude that wrestled called Disco Stew with two U's. Legally distinct. Yeah. Can't have Fox coming after you. Remember? Yeah, nice. Oh, you probably remember in the key how they had those Duff cans from when they first tried to do Duff beer in Australia and then Fox sued them. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to stop making Duff beer in Australia because 20th Century Fox was like, hey, that's our intellectual property. Yep. Uh, so I don't know why they never did that. They did it a few years ago. They did like a limited release of Duff beer and everyone said it tasted like crap. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's interesting to see somebody who's what, two, three years removed from one of the big three US companies over here just, I guess, helping out this new company. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. I've gone on to his cage match now. His last match he had was in 2018. And that was for... What company is that? Uh, Suplex Muscle... Muswell Brook Mayhem Suplex Pro Wrestling in Muswell Brook, New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah, and that was against Jaden Jacobs. Uh, not quite familiar. But, yeah. Oh, his third last match was against Orlando Jordan. Ooh. And that was, that was for BCW. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, this guy's stuck around for quite a while. Yeah, it's inter- always interesting to see where some of those sort of people end up. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to catch any of his promo here? I couldn't understand a thing, to be honest. Yeah, it, it, ju- it just was badly captured on the video. Uh, yeah. Following that was Mike versus South Africa's own ZZ Hook in an eight-minute match. I was Knox. I don't know. Where you got Mike from? Jokes. (laughs) I know where you got Mike from, but yeah. Um, Yeah, these matches, they're not that great. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, sort of back and forth here where uh, Knox ends up putting his feet on the ropes and the announcer is shouting that loud. The referee is either deaf or stupid not to look up and see him. On the ropes in front. Oh, that was so stupid. Oh, my God. I hated that. He had it on there from the one count, too. Yeah, and the announcer who's over the PA system is just yelling, his foot's on the rope. His foot's on the rope, which just buries the referee. Yeah, so uh, Knox there defeating the South African ZZ Hook. But they play his music, and he's all smiles and happy and high-fiving the crowd on his way out after he lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to send a ZZ Hook. Uh, send for ZZ Hook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, following that was a triple threat match, TNT versus Stefan Swan versus Chucky, uh, going 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh... An AWF match with TNT winning, big surprise. <laughs> yes, TNT pinning 
that Victorian Chucky. Uh, yeah. Um, it was a fun little freeway match. This was when TNT was, like, really good, though, to be honest. Early TNT. Yeah, yeah. No, this was this was a decent match, to be honest. I think it was probably one of the best matches on the card. Easily the best one up until this point. Yeah, uh, I'd say this was easy my match of the night. Uh, following that was Punisher Pickford versus Seven Foot Thunder. Uh, yeah. This match, go on. Yeah. Oh, dude, like... Out, out comes this seven foot thunder dude, and I was like, "Holy fuck, that's Matt Morgan!" It just looked just like um, Matt Morgan from his early WWF run. But yeah, oh, wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, I couldn't find a great deal on Seven Foot Thunder except for the fact that uh, his other name, his Nona as was Conan Stevens, and he was in the movie The Hobbit. <laughs> Which Hobbit? The Hobbit. Like, the recent ones, like, 2010-ish. Yeah, said uh, Conan Stevens will be in the movie The Hobbit that will be released in December 2012. Oh, there you go. Good on him. Yeah. Uh, for me, this was a very cat and mouse match um goes five minutes pickford running back into the ring after he shoves thunder thunder ends up tripping into a young boy who falls around his ankle and he can't get up so he's counted out oh shit what (laughs) all right i found this seven foot thunder dude's uh filmography if you want you can share it to me all right. Um, so, if you recall, did you watch Game of Thrones? No. Ah, uh, okay. So there was a character called the Mountain, uh, Gregor Clegane or something. Anyway, it would later get played by Hapvorv something. Anyway, some Swedish bodybuilder dude, Danish, I think. Anyway. There was two episodes where a different dude played the mountain, and that was this dude. So this dude was in fucking Game of Thrones and The Hobbit. No way. Yeah. Fuck me. Crazy. It's loading up now, as Alex has uh, sent me the link here through the old There's nothing else, like, there's a fair few things on his filmography, but nothing else super notable. Have a look. Uh, wow, he's actually got yeah, a fair few movies. Most of them sort of um, Eastern action movies, it seems. Yeah, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. There you go. Uh, a Man Will Rise. Oh, okay. Uh, he's also in The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. Uh, television, uh, Game of Thrones, yeah, The Mountain. Yeah. Two episodes. Spartacus, he's in that as well for an episode. Crazy. Yeah, so good uh, for him. Philippine TV show. 
Oh, he's played four in some Philippines TV drama. Wow, what there you is go. this? What? Oh, this Filipino Thor thing. <laughs> Victor Mat- Matagonalog? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that is a very um, Tagalog language. That That's the language of the Philippines, Tagalog. Um, most of the words in Tagalog have a lot of ngs in it and g's <laughs> in it, and it's... Yeah, it just sounds like you're accidentally choking on food when you say the words. Like, (laughs) Magtangal. Yeah, anyway. Why is this guy a supporting cast? As four. That just... Okay, well, we learned something new today. Yeah. Apparently, this guy's a a bigger star coming out of uh, this show than somebody else we'll talk about. Also, two-time IWA heavyweight champion. What do you know? Out of uh, out of greater New South Wales there. But as I go back to uh, to our call, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, this match was fine. Seven foot thunder climbs back up the um the way after Pickford and the young boy have sort of run off, and he says, "Oh, I want to challenge someone at the next show." And the commentary goes, "There you have it, folks." And okay, uh, main event here. Jason Helton versus Vulcan. 25-minute match. Um, any thoughts here on uh, Vulcan? I mean, I'm sure he, you'll have. he looks like a megastar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He wrestled all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy to me that this dude just didn't get a shot overseas. Uh, Vulcan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was he didn't want to or... Yeah, yeah. Like, that could have been a factor too, but... He was trained trained by the Malenkos, like... Oh, really? Okay, then. Yeah. He was in a fucking James Bond movie in 99. Like, the year that this show happened. Australian <laughs> Gladiators. Yeah. It's uh, who odd. can forget his role as Lennox Blewis in Fat Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> still still an okay show. Just doesn't really uh, so, age some well. of Some of the jokes don't age right at all. But yeah, it's all right. Why is... God damn it. Why do you not have a thing for... Vulcan. Ah, there's his actor name. Oh, so he's... Wow. Yeah, his filmography's... Oh, he's been two-time IWA champion as well out of International Wrestling Australia. He's in The World Is Not Enough, where he plays a Bond villain, and then he's in the Fat Pizza movie. Nice. Yeah, a, a lot, uh, lot less uh, filmography there. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it is just, yeah, surprising this guy didn't go do more, I guess. Um, does he have a cage match here? So I want to have a quick look if he does. But, um, yeah, anything else you want to touch on the match while I bring that up? Uh, it was a very, like, attitude error 
style main event. Uh, just lots of brawling and then getting in the ring and lots of punching and kicking. Yeah, yeah, it was. Surprised to um see that Vulcan won. Yeah. I mean, at that time, like Vulcan, like I said, he's got a James Bond movie coming out. He's a bit of a celebrity. you got to put him over, I guess. So the only... Uh... He does have a cage match. It's very sparse. He's only got three matches li- listed on here. Yeah. Uh, the what month is this? July. So there's two August shows lifted, listed here. Yeah. And a show for 2005. Yeah. Uh, Vulcan defeating Jason Helton. Vulcan defeating Gothic Knight, and Vulcan defeating Super Crimson Mask. Yeah, no, nothing else on there. No other matches or anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just thought uh, it's not really my thing. Brunus Malenko, Boris Malenko. What I said, yeah. Brunus. I don't know. Dean and Joe Malenko. So the three, three Malenkos he's trained by. Wow. He has his yeah. own um wrestling show now. Are you aware of this? What, Vulcan Pro Wrestling? Yeah. His uh, training school? No, no. His TV show that airs on SBS On Demand. What the fuck? No, you I wasn't. You didn't know this? No, I'm so pulling up that now. What's it called? VCW. Holy shit. What? Yeah, you're right. It's a thing. Okay, well, I think I know where Alex wants me to choose next month. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's check that out. On SBS On Demand. Hang on. Maybe, <laughs> might as well continue this uh, odyssey of Vulcan. We've uh, seen him be a gladiator. We've seen him... Holy shit, yeah. We've seen <laughs> him wrestle in AWF. We've seen him... Um, we'll see him wrestle for... Uh, or we'll see his promotion in VCW. Fuck yeah. Uh, my goal is, is that to get... kind of a Jeff Jarrett thing to do? Name the company after yourself? I mean, not even Jeff Jarrett did that. <laughs> like, that that's just... That's great, though. That's just a power move. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah uh... Imagine if it was like... Oh, yeah, welcome to the Cleaner Championship Wrestling on TNT. Oh, oh, this is actually, no, I was going to say this is American Nightmare Wrestling, but he kind of has the the Nightmare Factory, which is technically a promotion as well as a training school. So Cody, Cody and Vulcan, same sort of, cut from the same cloth. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, yeah, that might be a fun look. They're only an hour long episodes. Might yeah, even squeeze um, two in there. My goal is to now get Vulcan on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got more chance of doing it on your other show. What Bond movie is that? The world's not enough. Is that um, oh, Pierce Brosnan? Uh, yeah, that's Brosnan. It's one of the shitty Brosnans. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
But I do remember like a big deal being made out of the fact that there was a Aussie guy and as a Bond villain. Oh, yeah. you know who else is a Bond villain? Batista. Batista. Yeah, and uh, who else was? Uh, Masa Saito, I believe. Uh, Jap- Japanese wrestler. Jeez. Yeah, way back in the day. Uh, yeah, let me just change one. Uh, Alex looks uh, this up. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It, it was um, Harold Sakata was one. Um, he was a Japanese wrestler. And another wrestler that was a villain. Went, oh, shit, it's loading. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, I've got a list of six uh, wrestlers that were villains in 007. Yeah. Milton Reed, ring name The Mighty Chang, in Dr. No as an uncredited henchman. Harold Sakata. In the first bod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harold Sakata, ring name Tosh Togo. He was in Goldfinger as Odd Job. That's a somewhat memorable role. Goldfinger. Uh, oh, yeah. Third Bond movie. Uh, Joe Robinson, ring name Tiger Joe Robinson. Diamonds are forever. Diamond smuggler Peter Franks. <laughs> In the seventh Bond movie, the final Sean Connery one. Uh, Dave Batista, ring name Batista. Spectre and Miss Spectre as Mr. Hinks. <laughs> uh, John Saru, otherwise known as Vulcan. The world is not enough. And then finally. Peter Fenene Mayavia, ring name High Chief Peter Mayavia. <laughs> you only live twice, the Dodge Driver henchman. You only live twice. Only live twice. Oh, that's what I'm just trying to find. Where is that one listed? Oh, 1967. That's a uh, Sean Connery one as well. Yeah, so there you go. The High Chief was in one. What's the best? Oh my goodness, that is the that is the uh, the roots of the Rock's acting career. Yeah, shit. Oh I, shit. Did you have any idea the High Chief was in any movies? No. Yeah, that's crazy. Shit. Oh my goodness. Wow. I did see recently that the Rock was put campaigning to be the next James Bond because he has history with it, but I never put two and two together. I think think it's like, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, it's just The Rock wants, The Rock sees an established franchise and wants to be a part of it. That's The Rock's entire career. True, true. Um, It's not listed on here. Gosh dang it. Um, Peter, oh, there it is. Car driver, one of Oslo's henchmen who fights Bond in the office. Okay. Well, there you go. Filmography. Yeah, that's his only role. 1967. Yeah, sure. There you go. Um, 
for me, I think regardless of if Bond cast a woman, a woman now or a black man or anything like that, much like Doctor Who has done in recent years, it yeah. doesn't matter. I think at its core, those two shows will always cast a British actor in the lead. Yeah. Because we've seen... We've seen what the uh, the Yanks do to some of the British inter- intellectual property before, and it doesn't really work that well. Look at the Doctor Who movie. Actually, we might have to watch the Doctor Who movie. All right, I'm mate. shocked we haven't we haven't watched any Doctor Who in a while. I'm shocked you haven't picked any in a bit. Don't you worry, it's a coming. I just need to find a, a good one for you to watch. Speaking of which, I think I have an outside the ring choice thing. Okie dokie. I've already got one lined up for my next pick of that. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I like Vulcan in this row, this uh, this match, who ends up going on to uh, to win in 25 minutes, and he sort of poses, and then the tape cuts. Yeah, yeah. I was perplexed that he was wrestling in a singlet, like just a tank top and cut off jean shorts, but I guess it was 1999 and any wrestler that wore cut off jean shorts was over back then. Raven? Raven, Stone Cold. Oh, oh, um, um, um. Just incredible. I was going to say the OSW name and I'm like, what's his actual name? Yeah, just incredible, uh, rat face knacker. Um, <laughs> that leave. was it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rat face knacker, just incredible. Um, uh, like Perry Satin wrestled in jean shorts for a while. I mean, you could go forward, John Cena, jean shorts over as fuck. Jean <laughs> shorts mean success. If you don't wear shorts. You are not achieving in life. Who wears jorts in AEW? I mean... Darby wears sort of tight jorts. He wears skinny tight jorts. Yeah. He wears full-on Daisy Duke jorts. (laughs) At times, yes. Yeah, they're full-on Daisy Dukes. Like, he's legitimately buying women's shorts. Like, he has to. Because, like, if he had, didn't have the tights on underneath it, we'd see some butt cheek. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we would, for sure. Ah, uh, oh, goodness. Oh, man. This has been a fun trip down memory lane, as much as AW is what is currently. <laughs> uh, yeah. AWF. Yeah. Um yeah, they were at one point the top promotion in Australia. There's no denying that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird to see sort of where the top promotions in this country have gone. Even their problem is they didn't change with the times. <laughs> They're still, you know, pretty much wrestling in the same style, the same sort of over the top gimmicks. It's yeah, it's still all character-based when that's not what is in right now. It's very much what happened with Ring of Honor and Sinclair. They were very happy just to stay in their box, stay in their lane, and not grow and go, hmm, 
we could have double our profits if we risk half our profits now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um, really fun trip down memory lane. Um, before I get on to sort of some modern stuff, uh, how many beers for this show for you? Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to give it like one. Yeah. I, that was a tough watch. I regretted picking it as soon as I hit play. I'm glad that you finally picked something that was as bad for you as it was for me. It's one, and that one is mostly for Vulcan. Yeah, like, I'm all about Vulcan. Uh, I, I'd i almost give it, like, a 1.25 just because of the history we found out about some yeah. wrestlers in movies and Seven Foot Thunder and him being in Game of Thrones and The Hobbit. And the, the Rock's origins of his film history. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah, it's a tough watch to go back and watch. I think if you pulled up a TNT triple threat match from today, compare it to this match, it's almost identical. Yeah. And that's, it's good to a degree because TNTs can still wrestle, but at the same time, it's like, what's changed in this promotion? Yeah. And there's still the other thing of when we reached out to uh, to AWF last year through the podcast socials to get their statement on what happened with Supernova in Sydney and what they'd be doing going forward about that and their sponsorship of that company. Yeah. And we never heard back. No. And, uh, yeah, given how uh, terrible Supernova is and how I'll never be attending another one of their cons, even if they were like, we're going to bring out every Doctor Who actor and they're not going to anywhere else in Australia. I'd be like, no, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Fair call. Yeah. Even if they brought out The Undertaker for a meet and greet and The Undertaker wasn't doing anything else and Sting, I'm pretty sure Alex would be like, Ugh, fuck you. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's... <laughs> to, to be fair, from what we've we've seen of the Undertaker post-wrestling career, in particular the shirts he wears, I think he'd be all aboard Supernova. <laughs> That's maybe true. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was a hard watch. I have choice next time we talk Aussie wrestling. I don't have anything lined up yet, but odds are it'll be better than a, <laughs> a one-beer show where you drink five beers to watch it. <laughs> i'm oh, sure it will be this has been fun as always um where can the good humans find you you can find me on instagram and twitter at fruity as alex you can find us at wrestle Ozstyle with an aus search up wrestling Ozstyle on facebook check out at sid underscore pod on twitter and you can find chris at at i'm chris funder on twitter come back and tell me how TNT should be inducted into the Australian Wrestling Hall of Fame. You can come and watch me four nights a week on Twitch at I'm Chris Funder, where I game mainly Pokemon because it's fun and I enjoy that. And fuck you telling me to play, I don't know, Dark Souls because that probably won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you seen that game? No, it's not happening. No. <laughs> uh, you can check out the entire... Wrestling All Star Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in and using the RSS feed 
for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll catch you next time. This is IWF. Fuck, man. <laughs> Fucking Vulcan. You know, there's only one real way to end this show. Boom. T N T. Oh, man. He used to have like. Like, AWF at one point had like a show on like pay tv on one of those like community channels yeah and it was Warwick probably and... on arena where you watched that um pcw show uh, it was like well before they even had that channel i think it was called like aurora actually oh, or yep. something like that um anyway warwick and i one day just randomly caught it on pay tv and TNT was cutting a promo on there, and the entire time, all he's doing is just waving his hands around, and he's over-pronunciating every word like this, and he's talking like this, and every syllable he takes, he's like grabbing an imaginary apple out of the air and bringing it towards himself. And it was just, oh, it sucked, man. <laughs> but we love Australian wrestling, but fuck me. W- Warwick to this day still makes fun of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's not good, and a lot of it doesn't hold up. No. A, a lot of Aussie wrestlers have gone through AWF and sort of can pinpoint the star of their careers there at the same time. A lot of them haven't gone back. Yeah, it's a wonder why. Um, why is it that AWF is the one company in Australia that has the names that doesn't have the names on there that you're familiar with? Like I could look at their card and not recognize a single name on there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's something going on. Anyway, support Aussie wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
support good Aussie wrestling that doesn't support bad organisations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, okay. Good night.